This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by White Castle PCS. White Castle PCS, your favorite fast food restaurant, now offers even faster cell service. Come in for the royal treatment, the sack of sliders and a cell meal. It's the only meal that comes with a smartphone, the Whiteberry. Whiteberry is the fastest fast food smartphone on the market. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited taste. White Castle PCS offers cell coverage within 20 yards of all White Castle locations. Text using WhiteTap, and you get 25% off our mouth-watering slider sacks. Come for the sliders, stay for the cell service. White Castle PCS. Hello and thank you for smacking another toad floater. Th- Wait a minute, that's uh, that doesn't sound right. Thank you for thank you for uh, I guess yeah smacking another toad floater. This week we told you that burger was impossible. Police dispatch takes a pizza order. Someone's not happy with our Craigslist ad, and we take a long walk down the pontification highway. I'm Isaiah Cooper. Yeah, me, Isaiah Cooper. And with me is Justin Mitchell. But not at this moment. Justin Mitchell is on. He joins us for the news and also for uh, our our last segment or the, the kind of meat of the show. We haven't done it in a while. It's just when, when Justin and I sit down and we, we're hanging out, we tend to uh, have long talks about, you know, I don't know. It seems to be a lot of how how am I doing in life and how can I do better? It's something that we talk about a lot or I, I have uh, not a super lot on the podcast, I would say. But, um, you know, I know a lot of other podcasts. Too. You get a couple of dudes sitting all around. They want to philosophize and whatnot. But we have not done this in a while. And I thought it was very cathartic. It's very helpful every once in a while, you know, not just to like have somebody listen to it. It's more for like myself, you know, when I'm sitting there talking, I'm getting something out of it. And uh, we're just putting it out there for everyone to listen to. So yeah, he joins us for the news and for that. And also we have our Craigslist ad and all that kind of stuff. Guys, if you want to write into the show and, and say hello, how do you do? Maybe give us a prompt for our Craigslist. You know, we do these things where we, we post things on Craigslist and we get people calling into the show. If you want to give us a prompt or something, you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com again that's roadsodamail at gmail.com if we had a commercial that's the way it would roadsodamail at gmail.com and then um, you can also leave a voicemail we love to hear your beautiful voices in the mail and you can do that by uh, calling the number 706 200 1213 again that's 706 200 1213 and it's going to ring a couple times it goes to voicemail leave a voicemail and boom you're on the toad floater show that's right you little you you're just driving in your car maybe going to work coming home from work doing something and and we're in there entertaining those what's between these two earbuds and or maybe in in the car i don't know i don't know how you deliver your life but either way you can you can hear your voice it's like a feedback loop you hear your voice in this thing that you're listening to for entertainment thank you for joining us but guys first another word from our sponsors this episode of road soda is brought to you by incestry.com incestry.com we look at your genealogy and put together a family tree that you can fuck Developed in Kentucky to mitigate the negative outcomes of inbreeding, Incestry.com is now helping people globally keep it in the family. Our team of Appalachian scientists know just which branch you can swing to without spoiling the fruit. I always have papers for my cousin Shirley. I was worried about what they say about your kids coming out dumb, but Incestry.com built my family tree and showed me that Shirley is sterile. Woohoo! Thanks, Incestry.com. Incestry.com. Incest done right. 
One, two, three o'clock, news o'clock, rock. rock. Yes, you've heard this oh, song. I, I know that song. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? When's the last time uh, you saw a good news article? Probably the last time I did road soda. Ha! That's what everyone says. Uh, I told you it was impossible is my title for this news I'm excited. article. Man sues Burger King over Impossible Burger. Impossible Whopper. Have you heard about this, Justin? No, what's the Have you heard about what this guy? What is an Impossible Whopper? So, wait. Oh, yeah, I said burger. Uh, you haven't heard of this? Okay, so um, Burger King is the first fast food restaurant to have an all-vegan hamburger. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's called the, uh, the oh, Impossible. Oh, Impossible is the brand, yeah. I believe so, yeah. yes. Okay. They, and now they're getting sued. This comes to us from uh, My Suncoast, which I think all of my articles do and this week. But just about 80% of the, all the crazy articles, they are the best at amalgamating just like great fucking articles for us to work through. Mm -hmm. uh, My Suncoast, it's our local news station. Uh, although I do think this comes to us actually from CNN. A vegan has filed a lawsuit against Burger King over its impossible Whopper. I like that that's like his, a vegan. They would never say a meat eater. Right, right. That's, yeah. That's his nice little uh, label there. Over its impossible Whopper, claiming it's falsely promoted as meat-free. What do you, I, you're probably super, super fast reader, and you've already seen uh, the whole article. But, you know, I think you're just speed reading it right um, now. I wanted to ask you, what do you think the, the thing was? The thing was what? That was making it. I don't know. No, and oh. I hadn't read until you said it. I was okay. just... Uh, yeah, I saw you speed around. I was like, no, no, I'm trying no, to... No, no, no. Um, I, I, I can't think. It was used to, uh, cooked on the same grill or something. Yes. Really? Exactly. Yeah. What are you, kosher now? Yeah. That's that's the same That's the same uh, thing in, in, in... If you want to keep kosher, yeah. you have to have two separate sets of plates. Right. Separate dishes, everything. Yeah. And I guess also if you're vegan. That's right. Yeah, they don't even want it to touch. What's this dog doing? She's getting into trouble. I see. <laughs> this dog is distracting <laughs> us from the news. Do you want me to move this? Will that help? Yeah, hand that to me real quick. She's she's just smelling my guitar pedals, and then she leaves a gigantic slobber stain on them. She likes the taste of your feet. Yeah, I'm guessing. Right. They have good tasting feet. Willow, quit being a plunker. So how do you? What do you think? Do you think they should be sued because they're cooking it on the same grill? No. Uh, and, and this is coming from someone who lives uh, a primarily vegan lifestyle for a long time. Um, e you can't go out and expect that the rest of the world is going to operate under your your beliefs, right? right? You are choosing to, by being a vegan, you're choosing to go against the grain, mm -hmm. right? When I go to a restaurant and they have vegan options, I know that, like, some dude's going to forget and put butter in it. Right. Or they're going to use a pan that had butter in it. Or they're going to cook it yeah. on the grill where there was meat. Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah. And that being said, I'm pretty sure Burger King is not advertising being vegan. I'm pretty sure they're just advertising, because I've seen some advertisements. I'm right. pretty sure they're just advertising a plant-based burger. Yeah, yeah. So the term plant-based burger is accurate. So you Correct. have no grounds to sue them because they never said it was vegan safe. And number two, like, ask the question. Yes. I have vegan friends who that's super important to them. I think it's dramatic, but if that's how you want to live your life, that's fine. To me, it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, lessening the suffering of myself and others. I'm not trying to be what difficult. What we will talk about. You know, what we will talk about. <laughs> I'm not trying to be difficult. Like, I went to a Thai place. I ordered Pad Thai. I told my mom's vegan. They put an egg on it. I just ate it. The egg's not going right. to kill me. No. I'm not going to make them throw this away and then have to use water to wash a plate. Like, the environmental side of me comes yes. out. I'm not going to waste this. So. You know, and that's my favorite. You're my uh, favorite vegan. <laughs> I never, ever, ever remember you. You tell me so much because... Not because you have to tell me, but because I completely forget. Like you're not a pro. Yeah. You, you are. The, I've never met a vegan who is more secretive than you. Even if so, I end up like giving you something, mm -hmm. you just you never even. Yeah, it's I very just rare. eat it. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's I'm very rare that you ever have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. But yeah. Anyways, I try not to be difficult, and I also know that there is the stereotype about being like an asshole. Right. And it's like it's funny because like. We, you know, we talk about, if you want to talk about morals, you know, typically you get a superiority complex because you think you are making the better moral decision and that other people are not living their lives 
the way you are, so it's not good. It's a terrible, toxic way of thinking. Like, yeah. you know, you talk about pedestals. Anytime you put someone else on a pedestal above or below you, it's awful. It is awful. I think, do you think this guy is going to get thrown out? Because if, if they are advertising it as plant-based, I think it'll just... He's not going to see them. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, he good, can't see them. It's clickbait. It's good. Yeah. We just clicked it. We read it to you. They got what they wanted. The next one is called, I'm sorry, brother. I hope it's Hulk Hogan. Me too. I don't know why I typed that. And I, I don't really remember. Uh, deputies, deputies, a woman accused of leaving kids in car while drinking at bar arrested again, this time for battery. Okay. That, there's a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. <laughs> is that, is it, this is two separate occasions. They just want everyone to know, hey, this is the woman. And it doesn't say she was arrested for. She was accused of leaving kids right. in a car while drinking at a bar. Right. Oh, bar and then she's arrested again yeah so this is just how they're identifying her hey, yeah that's not the problem right now right right now she's assault but i want to know was it the kids right let's find out this comes to us from inglewood florida real close to home the alabama of florida that's right <laughs> a woman arrested earlier this year for allegedly leaving her children in the car while she was drinking inside a bar found herself behind bars again that's the same as your title line Let's see. Uh, the uh, deputies say on Veterans Day, Christy Lee Johnson, ooh, excuse me, I keep, I got the burpees, of Inglewood or Alabama, Florida, attacked <sighs> a man at home in Rotunda West. I don't want to, I don't need to. The victim told deputies that Johnson punched him, kicked him in the testicles, bit him, and pulled his hair. Oh my God. Knocking him to the ground where he hit his head on a shelf as he fell on the cement floor. Look, people, this is why you need to go out, find a kickboxing gym, <laughs> find a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, find something, and just learn the basics on how to defend yourself. Honestly, if you train either kickboxing or jiu-jitsu for one year, this won't fucking happen to you. Because you're going to be getting your anger out or because no, you're, because you're going to be able to... If, if, blah, listen blah. to what they just said. Yes, she punched me and then kicked me in the testicles. Do you like kick me in the testicles now? I will. It will hurt, but I will not roll over. You're yeah. not. You know what I mean. I will get back up and I'm gonna kill you. You know Whoa. what I mean. Like that's the thing. Like I wouldn't. Like that's crazy. That that's all she did, and then she bit me. <laughs> well, I mean, he. You know, because in a lot of ways, if he would have done just about anything in retaliation, because oh, he's right. the man. Right. Because she's a woman. Right. I hear you. I mean, even though I think once you once it goes to the the ball kick, that's uh. That's crossing the line. Yeah. Because I can't ball kick you back. That's right. You don't know what it feels like. That's right. If you ball kick me, <laughs> I'm going to break your nose. <laughs> I'm going to change your face. The spinning heel kick. That's right. Uh, the victim, let's see, uh, he and a witness both told deputies that they saw Johnson drinking alcohol straight from the bottle, and the victim said Dear he God. knew it was going to be a bad night because she... <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's all they said. <laughs> but then he says because she gets out of control when she drinks alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, she, apparently. Apparently. So I think what I said by, uh, I'm sorry, brother, was because it was supposed to be like a Hulk Hogan thing. Yep, that's what I was hearing. <laughs> and Willow is definitely sniffing those. Willow, those. quit being a plunker. Now, Justin told me what a plunker is, and it's it's the sound that... Uh, I was wrong. Really? Yeah, I, I just assumed one of my British friends used to say plunker all the time. Okay. But I, I was like, oh, plunk. Kerplunk, it's like you're a turd, right? Yeah. It's the sound a turd makes when it hits the toilet, but it's not. It's plonker, P-L-O-N-K-E-R, and it just means like kind of dummy. It's just a word on it. Like you're dense. From... Yeah. It doesn't come from anything. Wow. So, well, you know what? I have a lot of people to uh, to tell because I told a lot of people. What... <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of people well, I got to fix. It's, it's my sling now, so yeah. plunker, it's my thing. It sounds like a toilet poop water. All right, here we go. Keep up, Keep up, dispatch. Extra crispy. With a K. With a K. I think that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Victim's daughter calls 911 to, quote-unquote, order pizza to signal domestic violence. That's an awesome idea. It really, really is. A uh, scary situation of alleged domestic violence. I love that they keep with the alleged. Thank you know what? That's solid, that's solid news. Right. Ended with the suspect abuser in handcuffs. Uh, the victim's daughter said she used the tactic to keep the person who was hitting her mom in the dark that she was calling for help. Wouldn't the guy be like, hey, what are you, who's, right. what are you talking about pizza? Yeah. You're just ordering a pizza out of nowhere? Who's going to pay for the pizza? That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
she's on the phone with 911. He's like, go and beat your ass when you're on that motherfucking pizza order. You better give me sausage. It, uh, in his 14 years of service, this call, Oregon dispatcher Tim uh, Tenick has never gotten it before. He's, you see it on Facebook, but it's not something that anybody has ever tried or ever been trained for. Um, good for him. I don't know how cryptic she was, but good for him for like figuring it out. Yeah, there was a quote that I saw because this came to a, it was like a Twitter. Um, it was a, a Twitter post that they they put up about this article, mm-hmm. and the line that I had came from it was it was supposed to be dialogue back and forth between her and nine one one, and it was the guy was she's like uh, I'm, I want to she's like I want to order a pizza to apartment and he's like this isn't a pizza place yeah and she goes no you're not getting it I want to order a pizza to apartment he goes no ma'am. This ain't a pizza shop. Yeah. Like, that was the... Uh, so it was hard. I guess he didn't pick yeah. it up at first. Yeah. He did not pick it up. So I'm going to call the dispatch and try to order um, a pizza extra crispy. Weird. Do you know what that's from? No, I don't. Oh, that's from uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Sure. He says uh, if somebody calls and they order a pizza extra crispy, it means they want weed ah that makes sense because pizza delivery guys uh also also so weed always yep can i get a second opinion doctor of course it's a doctor let's see what kind of doctor it is dog created what dog credited with detecting owner's cancer three times this boggles my mind yeah what is it what does it smell cancer yeah i guess (laughs) smells cancer man what are you silly uh, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer not once, but three times. Every time Stephanie Harfel says her dog Sierra sniffed it out. Oh, all right. So she's saying that. There's not like an expert saying, yo, that dog did it. Right, yeah, she could be. She Well, she started acting mm-hmm. funny. and But there is actually uh, some evidence and like uh, research done with sure. uh, cancer detecting dogs. And, there yeah, is a, and other a, diseases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how, maybe, what do you think her dog was, like, how would, how do you think he was telling her? Uh, Sharon! Sharon! Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah, cancer! Again! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just, uh, I just wanted to make fun of this lady, honestly. Yeah, I know. Do you, she doesn't go to doctors. She also then hears the answer holistically. That's right. That's right. She just started doing some killed and wheatgrass shots. And, and uh, meditation. This is a very yeah. long article. I didn't read any My of it. My God. I... Let's read this sentence. I didn't think she was crazy at all. I said probably your dog was picking up that you weren't feeling okay, said Kushner. I'm going to assume Kushner is, yeah. Herfel started giving conversation, having conversations about Sierra with her oncologist, Dr. David Kushner. Oh, wow, right don't, here. Don't, don't put my name in there. Look at that. It says, a study by blah, blah, blah found a dog smell is 10,000 times percent or 10,000 times more accurate than humans. And when they were put to the test to sniff out blood samples of cancer patients, their noses got it right 97% of the time. Wow, that's better than most and doctors. And that's just the blood sample. Yeah. yeah it is blood. better than most doctors. That is that is incredible, yeah. Wow. You you should just put that dog in a damn lab coat. For real. You should you should just uh, start a service lady. Just have people come over to your house. Come, and, and come let my dog. Sp- and then like certain people go over, it's like, you got to take your clothes off. You got to take them all she, off. He's got to smell the crotch. That's his favorite part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your news. Seeing as how we only had uh, like a couple days to accumulate it. I mean, I'm letting it out now. This is a little bit of an early recording. Doesn't matter to you guys. That's your news. Yeah. News yeah. it up. Do you want to walk in the park but don't have a reason to? Dick Diamond's used pet sales. I've got dogs, cats, horses. Once, we even had a giraffe. Stop by Dick Diamond's used pet sales. Our pets are cheap and reliable, and all our pets are just like new and gently used. We got a hamster for my son, Timmy, and it lived for six months. It only died because it was eaten by our cat that we also got from Dick. What's really sad is that the cat choked to death on the hamster. Timmy was hysterical. Thankfully, we got the diamond warranty plant and Dick set us up with a replacement gerbil and parrot in no time. Don't spend top dollar for new pets. I've got perfectly good ones right here. Dick Diamond's used pet sales. Craigslist update. I don't know if that's uh, it's a Craigslist update. I don't know if I want that to be the new intro. 
I don't know, we'll figure it out. We don't really even know what this segment is, but we have an update, of course, on what's crackalackin' on Craigslist. If you are, some for some crazy reason, jumping into this, this is your first episode, you never know. Any episode could be someone's first road soda. You never know. But it won't be the last, because once you crack a road soda, they keep crackalackin'. Is that, is that what the kids are saying? So if you're joining us for the first time, uh, there's a post out there on Craigslist, and uh, we're just seeing what kind of what, what kind of things we get. So this is the post that's on Craigslist, all right? And it is uh, it says free psychic reading is the headline, and it says I have recently discovered after a near fatal car accident that I have unusual psychic abilities. I do not feel comfortable accepting monetary compensation for this gift, but need to share it. Please call this number, 706-200-1213. That's also the number of the podcast. So we're, you know, getting people to call the podcast and uh, we can give them some psychic help. And leave a voicemail with a question you would like me to answer with my gift. Please no texts. And see right here, this this is critical. I need to hear your voice for my gift to work. We're just trying to figure out exactly what you need to do to make sure that these people actually call in and leave a message because that's what we want just like how we try to get our listeners to call in and leave a message that's right anybody can also call this same number and leave us a nice kind voicemail and you can call 706-200-1213 and leave us a voicemail anyway so these people left us a voicemail and uh this is actually this one has been running now for almost three weeks and uh, it just keeps on giving. Now, these Craigslist ads, I think they post for a month. So maybe that's how we'll do it. We'll, it'll, it'll be a new prompt, and we'll let it go throughout the month, and we'll just check on it. And um, But that's the prompt right now. And so we, we got to check in on some some people. I have a list here. I'm, I'm getting more advanced with how I do this. All right, so this is the first one. i bring it up right here. Let's see what they wanted to know here. Hello. My name is Hannah. Um, I guess my question would be, um, and I don't know if this is me being greedy, but I do have two questions. So if you can only answer one, one question, time. Hannah. But my question is, um, I am looking to move, and I recently filled out for an apartment, and. I'm on a wedding list now for these nice luxury apartments that match my income. So I'm just wanting to know. They told me it takes three to six months, up to a year to get a call back. But I just wanted to know, um, when do you see them call me, calling me back in reference to these apartments? If so, is it soon? Is it later? Um, and my last question would be, is it meant for me to marry this man who has been in my life named George Retana? And if so, when? Thank you. My callback number is... Okay, thank you, Hannah. Wow, so Hannah got a little greedy in there and she took, she took a shot at two questions. Let's see. So she's looking at nice luxury apartments that match her income. Well, that's good. That's smart of you. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders. Uh, interesting that you're, you're asking a psychic. I think, you know, let's say this is the psychic in me. Ready? Before it says three to six months inside the three months. That's when you're getting a, a call back on that, on that waiting list. They want you to move in. However, the guy in your life, I think his name was something Tanner. Let's see. Uh, that's not the guy you're meant to marry. I know that you feel that way, but he's not feeling that way either, darling. I don't know. That was me trying to turn on the Miss Cleo. So that was, see how fun that was? That was probably also the most genuine, like perfect, clean cut I've ever, uh, like so many of these are just, a. Uh, guys on the other line that are breathing heavy because I also I didn't say this but I say this every time along with the posting I posted up it's a, a picture of like a psychic lady a nice looking lady so I think a lot of these guys are calling because you know they, they're trying to get in touch with the the lady all right so let's see who this next person is let's listen listen to this are we ready okay she has to hello there I was interested in your psychic 
psychic services. <laughs> I guess at your convenience, get back to me. Thanks. <laughs> and just like that. All right, so yeah, that's that's usually what we get into. Only that guy was, I guess, fucking Christopher walking. You get your uh, psychic services. Get back to me. Thanks. <laughs> I fucking beat, beat, beat. Thanks. Yeah. What? It, man, I'll never. Some of these folks calling in are 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 are, are some great cream of the cream of the crop, as they say. Let's see here. We have uh, another one. We have two more. All right. So we got two more. We got this one, and then uh, uh, one more. They they trickle in. They trickle in, guys. Yes, I am in Craigslist. I guess I have to leave a free uh, voice now. And I'll answer my question. My name is Rich. And my question is, I met a woman named Julia yesterday. Did you? Uh, I just wanted to see anything. Said it like a question. <laughs> um, and my number is 77. Okay, yes, you did meet a girl. You did meet a girl named Julia yesterday. Because that was his question, right? I met a girl named Julia? <laughs> yeah, her name was Julia, not Jane. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, and let's see. Uh, you met her. You might see her again. Sure, you'll you'll see her again. It's a big place, big city. You know, a lot of a lot of things going on. All right, now let's uh, let's listen to our next one. Here we go. Oh, any any minute now. Hey, Faith, or whatever the fuck you call yourself nowadays, I found your stupid ad on Craigslist, and I will say you were right. Jimmy was a total piece of shit, and I was going to break up with him, but only because you were fucking him, you damn whore. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man, she didn't leave a callback number. <laughs> How are we supposed to give you your... Oh, man, let's fucking listen to that again. Ready? Hey, Faith, or whatever the fuck you call yourself nowadays. It's Faith. I thought you were stupid <laughs> on Craigslist, and I will say you were right. Jimmy was a total piece of shit, and I was going to break up with him, but only because you were fucking him, you damn whore. All right. <laughs> I guess the... I guess this psychic thing is taking on a life of its own out there, huh? <laughs> well, I didn't know Faith was into that kind of stuff. I just pulled the picture off the internet. What's been going on? Have we been... Hold on, who'd she say I guess so-and-so was? Hey, let's listen to that again. Fuck you. Yeah, I got that part. It's got to... <laughs> All right, let's play it again. Hey, Faith, or whatever the fuck you call who yourself is? nowadays. Ready? I found your stupid ad on Craigslist, and I will say you were right. Jimmy is a total piece of shit. Jimmy. Jimmy is a total piece of shit. Darling, Jimmy's a total piece of shit. That sounds like just an... <laughs> That's like Scottish Miss Cleo. Jimmy's a total piece of shit. <laughs> Is he incarcerated? Oh, man. So I think we got like another week of this one, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what rolls in. And I'm also mulling over another uh, Craigslist thing. But, hey, if you guys want to call in, you can also just call in and say hi. Or, uh, you know, maybe we'll give you a reading, too. How about you, whatever you want. The world is yours. 200. Oh, no, that's not the number. Oh, I keep doing that. 706-200-1213. And uh, why not? Because why not? And uh, yeah, if also, if you guys have any ideas of what kind of prompts we should use on Craigslist, you can send those to, you should write those up and send them to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And then uh, we'll do this together. We'll do this thing together. We'll see what kind of cool shit we can drum up on, on Craigslist because that's what it's there for, right? Also, did you know this, that you have to fucking pay for Craigslist ads posting now? And it depends, it's all scaled to like what you're posting. If you're posting a job, like you have a job, you're getting, you you have to pay like 10 bucks, I think. But then I think if you're looking for a job, it um, it's maybe like five bucks. But again, who posts like I'm looking for a job? All I know is that when I've been posting, it's been $5. And sometimes depending on how I'm posting it, where I'm posting it, they ask 10 fucking dollars. Jesus Christ, it's Craigslist. That's why... I don't know. They should just ask or beg for donations like that Wikipedia guy. <laughs> I'm Jim James of Janestown Crematoriums. 
Our ovens have been on for 20 years and we love what we do. Most crematoriums won't bring up the issue of wrong body cremations. Because people expect 100% accuracy in our line of work, but insiders know industry average is only about 81%. But here at Janestown, we have been highest in our region for 10 years at 89%. That's 10% higher than the other guys. So the next time you have to cremate a loved one, please consider Janestown. You can rest easy knowing you have a much higher likelihood of getting back the ashes of your loved one and not the ashes of your neighbor or worse, their poodle. Don't get burned. Leave the incineration to Janestown. A Popco brand. I don't even know if this is what I want to do. What do you mean as far as... As like what I do for a living. What you do for a living. And like my company just, like they're going to pay for my master's degree. Yeah, so they they got you. And they want to promote me. But still, I think that's just kind of part of life is... um, but the thing is, you do know what you do want to do. Sure. Which is, like, you'd prefer to work with st- strictly music, right? Yeah, that would be great. Willow. Like, is that... What is this, the dollop? Is so an animal? Yeah. Uh, Willow, are you or Jesus? If I was so fortunate Jose. as to, like, live the my chosen life, it would definitely be funded by music and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, I would teach jiu-jitsu in the day and maybe teach guitar lessons yeah. on the side and, like, just make music. and. Which I think, you know... Highly obtainable. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, the same, yeah. That's like... Ooh, Lord! Damn, the dog what fart. the fuck you Hello, eat, girl? girl? Don't look at me like you didn't just shit your britches. Damn, girl. I never smell, a, smell no smell like that. I don't really don't care. I think it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, she smells <laughs> too. Shit. Um, Man, so I was reading about, uh, do you remember a long time ago you gave me a book? Uh, it was like an MMA training book. It was called Training for Warriors. Yes. I was reading an interview to... recording this. I'm so stupid. Continue. Oh, I didn't know. I, yeah, I was recording just to get a test, and then I was like, oh, we're doing good. But then my mind went back to the test, and I was like, all right, done with the test. But then I started listening to what you were saying. Like, Fuck. should be recording that. Willow. So you wanted to do uh, so many things and you were... Okay, so originally, you know, you and I were like kind of shooting the shit about purpose. What do I want to do? And is what I want to do like my purpose? Is there a way to do what I have to do and still do what I want to do and still feel like I have a purpose? Like all these kind of existential things that happen as we grow up and we're like, you know, you sit there and you're like, man, did I... When I was like a teenager or younger, I never once was like, I want to be a data analyst or I want to be a cashier, right? Like these things that we have to do yeah. in order to exist. There's nothing, there's no shame in any of them, no, yeah. but it's just like, it's what, so, so how can we find purpose? And anyways, I'm trying to f- learn about balancing things, balancing music, balancing, um, my wife, balancing my animals, balancing work, uh, kickboxing, jujitsu, weightlifting, like all these things that I, I want to pursue mm-hmm. all these books I want to read, all these shows I want to watch, you know, and, and I was reading this, interview with a guy and you'll know him i can't remember his name but he wrote the book that you let me borrow a long time ago called training for warriors right right and um i'll I'll try to look up his name it's just crazy that this morning i had this crazy epiphany about slowing down figuring out what's important and the rest is kind of supplementary and like not you know you don't have anything to prove you just have to relax right everything is going to be fine yeah. You know, you don't have to be the best at everything. Like all these kinds of things that I have to tell myself because I'm so intrinsically driven and, and competitive. Um, it causes a lot of a lot of stress. Anyways, the dude saved my life. The The line was, uh, you can't ride two horses with one ass. And I was like, nailed it. Find what you're passionate about that is, yes. and, and hit it. You can't do it all. And don't, don't worry Martin about Rooney. it. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's Mar- yeah, yeah. Martin Rooney. And so the idea also is that like, Riding two horses with one ass yeah. sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. But and yeah, so is trying try, Yeah, so is trying to pursue so many different things. So it gave me this really deep breath of like, all right, I don't have to be the best at everything, right. you know, and like you know, finding balance and finding what's important and pursuing it. But Yeah, it, it was um and and you're right, it is a balance because although you can't ride uh more than one horse with one ass. Right. Uh, you can ride more than one horse just at different times. Sure. I think because um, it's it's like stay focused on what you want to be doing and whatnot. But it's uh, it, Miyamoto Musashi said that it's like you don't want to just have one 
thing. I mean, I don't know exactly how he said it, but well, the, yeah. that was a message that's like, because he was also an artist mm-hmm. as much as he was a, a samurai or, or, or a master of swordplay. Um, but it's like, it is to, to I mean, you do want to have more than, than one, one of these things, but exactly trying to slow down and, and focus on each one independently and take your time. We have so much, I mean, people, it's, it's funny because uh, in, in a way we have almost no time Right, mm-hmm. and everyone's always saying, you know, life is over before you know it. But at tw- at 28 years old, and my dad's like 73, uh, 74, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know my dad's exact. He's been 73 for 10 years. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know anybody in my family's age. I don't think. Yeah, dude, I don't know their birthdays, nothing. Um, but they know that I know they're they're there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but he's he's 70 something, and and he starts talking about his life and his different stories and. And I think about it, and at one point he had a, a wife and kids before I was even born. And I'm the third in my family, so he and my mom met, and they had three kids, and I'm the last one. And I think about it, and I'm like, man, this guy has lived all of my experience. So I'm 28 right now. All of my experience, everything I've ever been alive for, it's 28 years, and then doubled it. And then in a way, almost another... Almost tripled an, an, it. Almost tripled yeah. it. And I can't fathom... And, and even if you even want to get more specific, I mean, you can probably get rid of the first, you know, four or five years. Like, you're not really... You don't remember much, right? Sure. So, yeah, being like... So, 23 years of, of experience. And to, when I think about that, I was like, dude, I've already... F- I already feel like I've, I've, you know, made a lot of progress. Like, I've done a lot of stuff. If I get that much more time... But not only do I get that much more time, but I get that much more time as, like, a competent person and not as an adolescent that's like confused so I get like 20 30 years at this stage of my life to like point my focus I'm like dude that makes me feel so good when I when I start really? thinking about that yeah so you have like an exuberance for life as you age yeah like I get I'm, I'm pumped that now uh like now that I've with all the experience that I've gathered up to this point I can continue on with so much more time double triple the amount of time I've already existed and so, like, there's times I'm sitting there thinking, um, uh, like, damn, you know, the podcast isn't uh, working as well as I wanted, or this didn't work out, or I'm this. I'm like, I'm 28. I'm 20. Like, there are a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who are extremely successful at 25, 26. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who don't become extremely successful until, like, you know, 40 or 50 years old. There's never, a, and there's not an age cap on, on success. Um, yeah, and you know what comforts me is, like, thinking about, like, the Bushido code yes. and, like, the, I think there are ten tenets of Bushido, or there might be more than that, honestly. It's kind of weird. But anyways, um, basically, the idea is that, like, let's say you want to be, like, a soup maker. Right. So if you're really good at making soups, but you show... Are you saying like, suit or soup? Soup. Oh, like, like what okay. you eat, like food. Like food. Uh, I thought your suits like what you wear. Soup. <laughs> so you're really talented soup chef. <laughs> Well, that still doesn't help, right? Because then it's like suit chef, right? It could okay. be that. It could eat suits. Sure. Garbage human. That- <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, making soup. If you're really good at it, you show up and you do half your best. You're not living by the Bushido code. Right. But if you suck, but you show up and you try and you put everything you have into that and you spill it when you serve it and you know what I mean? Uh, you're living by the Bushido code. Right. So the idea is to do and do your best, mm-hmm. you know? And you so, know when you're not, too. Yeah, of course you do. I think there's a, there's there's so many times when you, you find it easy to, to like, make an excuse mm-hmm. for yourself of um, why, you know, you did fail at something. Yeah. And it's always, uh, you know, an exterior thing, and it's always, um, it's just very easy to, to say I was trying my best, but X, Y, Z. Um, but even still, I mean, uh, yeah. but if you're actually trying your best and being like realistic with yourself, like, did you do everything you could have done? Um, yeah, dude, I'm fucking consumed by that. Well, and sure. you know, what's funny is, uh, that's one of the reasons why I like my boss. Shout out Nicholas Alexandro. If you ever listen to this, I mean, I don't know if you ever want to be, you, know, you want to be shouting your name out on this show. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real is, uh, he never lets me get complacent. So like, I, what I know it makes me uncomfortable to say, but like, I know I'm smart. I just, I know I am. And it makes me uncomfortable to say it, but I know... It is. It's hard know, for anyone to just yeah, say Yeah, and plus, it just, it, you can never say something like that without sounding like a douchebag, but yeah. that's fine. So I'll be a douchebag. I'm smart. And <laughs> most of in my life, I've been able to not have to try. 
I'm very privileged in that. My right. wife is also smart, but like the amount of studying she does in school and like mm-hmm. the, what a lot of people do, like they just don't have to do that. Like I just, I used to not buy textbooks. I'd be like, I'll be fine. Right. And, right. and I still get, you know, A's. Mm-hmm. And my boss is also like that. And he sees through it. And he knows if he doesn't challenge me, I will only give 10%. And right. I'll be, I'll just cruise through I'll work. Be, I'll cruise, yeah. You know? But he wants, he wants 80, 90%, Justin. So he keeps challenging me. And he keeps putting these things in front of me. And he keeps, like, letting me fail and letting me, he doesn't micromanage. If something takes me six hours to figure out, like, that's how much it's time on you. Time. You can only bill three hours to the client. So right. anytime over, that's on you. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's kind of yeah. like this thing where, like, I like that I'm being challenged at this job because at uh, my other job I wasn't. And also, like, I'm, I have, you know, especially from the martial arts and everything, like, I have strong mental fortitude. And, like, if I don't want to do something, like, I can be very stubborn. And these are all, like, terrible personality traits that I'm, like, airing out. But, yeah, but you know, like, am I old? If I don't have a manager, and it's not even about being alpha. Like, it, it could be man or woman or, like, you know, it's about, like, mentally, if you try to push me and I resist, most people will not you know what I mean? Like usually I can get past that. Mm-hmm. I can win that battle. And Nick is like super strong minded and like, yeah, I have good respect for him. So, so he doesn't let me play my games. Right. You know? And yeah, having that respect for him as well, I think is a large, a large part of it. Yeah. You know, and he also really, works hard. We've all yeah. had a manager who is really short, micromanages, poor delegator, poor direction, but also does nothing. Right. You That's know? the, yeah. And that is, I think the most frustrating is like if it's it's very hard to respect somebody that's like expects more from you than they do themselves. Like it, it, you almost instantly want to follow the person that's telling you to do something and they're doing it themselves. One hundred, like that. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Like, well, look at if, Robbie Craddock. You mm-hmm. know, he rolls every night. Look at Eric Marshall. He spars. Like you, you've got people who are out there teaching and, yeah. and doing. It's inspiring. You can't. Yeah, it's very hard to to respect unless you're. Um, you know, doing doing the things you want uh, the other people to do. Lead by example, as Jesus Christo would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I so we're talking about doing our best. We're talking about people that inspire us because they try hard mm-hmm. and pursue things while also expecting highly of you. You know, so one of the things that I've been really chewing on lately because of my own anxiety that, that I have to manage is the ethical responsibility, the moral responsibility of trying your best. Right. Like I say, you've known me almost 10 years. Yeah. Maybe I'm not, even the, more, yeah. I'm not the guy who can just like show up to jujitsu twice a week and just show up and be there. Like if I do something, I have to be good at it. Right. And I started trying to figure out like why I'm pinpointing why. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I almost feel an ethical obligation to be trying my best. Right. And that is in line with what we were talking about before, the Bushido code, do your best, right? But but really, like, what it comes down to is if I know better and I do otherwise, I feel shame yeah, and yeah. I feel guilt, yeah, right? Yeah, you know like, what you did, yeah. Right, right. So or didn't do. do you feel like there is a moral obligation as a human being what responsibility do you have to yourself and to the world around you to be doing your best? Right. I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard question to answer because it's one, I only know my own perspective, but I, it, it's almost like I feel um, that, yeah, I wouldn't, you, you do have a, like a moral, but I think that's essentially what, what morals are. It's like, you know, in any given situation, what you should have done and what you ended up doing, and um, I think it, it that personal sort of that personal sort of compass or whatever is it trumps like law and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you know that you you know that if you chose to to smoke weed when it's when it's illegal, that's not something that's morally wrong, and even though it's against. Even though it's against, against the, law, the law, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that there are a lot of people, or uh, everyone to a certain extent, uh, silences that voice in a lot of different situations. Um, and there's some people that do it a lot more, and there's some people that, um, you know, do it a lot less, obviously. But and I think it holds true. And it's like, even though we're talking about going to jujitsu or going to your job and, and doing your best, I think it's the same sort of feeling. Like when I go to jujitsu, and I'm there to, to 
to, to get better. And I know that I, I'm supposed to do like 25 uh, um, reps of whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I, I, do t- I do 20 instead. Because you're tired or you get bored. Right. Yeah. Or just I'm lazy. I just don't even want to like, you know, and I do 20. I know that that I, I get the same feeling as like, you know what you should have been doing. You know what you're here yep. to do. Yeah. And it's almost that same kind of thing if like I were to go steal something, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't, yeah. And, and you did. And right. And so this is all philosophical right very i I don't i'm i what i'm trying to lead up to like what i'm gonna say next is like maybe offensive to to some people but it's all just philosophical yeah so this is how we feel about doing doing our best in in our daily lives and we're talking about like moral obligations Mm -hmm. of like and 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 so there are two more places that 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 i want to get to but the next one is your own health right what moral obligation do you have to your own health, right? If we think about it, like from depending on the type of ethics we're talking about, like if it's not hurting other people, right? Then is it really ethically wrong? Is it ethically wrong to commit suicide, right? Is it ethically wrong to knowingly cause harm to yourself? So you know you shouldn't eat McDonald's, but you're in a hurry and you don't have a lot of money, so you eat it anyway. It tastes good as shit. It tastes good. <laughs> I like. I will never lie. And like, you the people, cannot. the people were like, "That's gross." It's like get the fuck off my planet. The idea is gross. You know it tastes good. So. You go there, you probably don't feel great after you eat it, or you consistently don't feel great, you just feel normal, right? Right. Is that, like, ethically wrong? Is it? Do you have a moral obligation to yourself to not be overweight or to not eat poorly or to not right. smoke cigarettes, right? Like, these types so of things. Do you? Um, in a, I would say it's a really tough question because of what you said. It's yourself and you're not hurting other people, right? Right. Essentially, I mean, if you commit suicide, you could absolutely say that the people that are closest to you, you're hurting them Sure, or if there's, if there's universal health care and right. you're not taking care of your body and so you cost yes. a lot more from a medical perspective, right. you're you're taking more out of the pool than... So in a way, I guess you you, you could be affecting other people even right. when you're when you're neglecting yourself. I think it's it's just very easy for us. Like, that's the, the number one thing that's easy for us to neglect like it's it's almost easier for me to neglect my own personal health or something that's good for me over neglect like a task that I was asked to do mm-hmm. because it's you you know you think hey I don't care about me I know the effect of that it'll have on me and I know that you know this episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Magnet Mound. I'm Vinny. And I'm Lionel, here to bring you Magnet Mound. Pornhub stats show the bush is coming back. But you've been rocking a landing strip. Who can keep up? Stop chasing the trends. Whether you want your twat as bald as Professor X or so thick that he needs a machete, Magnet Mound is your set it and forget it solution. Our in-house doctor surgically installs a magnetic plate right above your cooch. Then our special metal fibers simulate pubes. Sprinkle them on to dress up your box using our Etch-A-Snatch app. The Etch-A-Snatch app comes with preset designs, or you could draw what you like. With an easy press of a button, bam, you're in the 70s. Bam, you're in Brazil. Bam, you've got a full man chill. It's a pubic revolution. And for guys, try our Wooly Willy app. You are just a minor, day surgery away from the most electrifying grooming of your life. It's you're hurting the person you know the most. Yeah. And and you don't. um, Yeah. You're cool with it. That's right. Right. And and in some and and I, I believe that our subconscious, I believe that its purpose is to keep us safe from ourselves. Right. Right. It's the part that helps us rationalize all these things, you know, and, and it, it helps, right? Like cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like you see a dude who's like buff walking down the gym or walking down the beach and you're like, you think like, oh, he looks good. I wish I looked good. And then you're like, well, if I hadn't hurt my back lifting those boxes, I would, I could do that. I right. Cognitive that, yeah. dissonance, closing those gaps, taking those moments of existential crisis and then just spinning them to it's be like, it's Mental fine. gymnastics. Yes, it is. Nine so, out of 10. So... We talked about purpose. We talk about being driven and being pulled in a lot of directions. We talked about focus. We talked about the moral obligations of doing your best, like in the Bushido Code. Yeah. And we talked about the moral like obligation and consequences of not taking care of yourself. The last thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is what responsibility do you have as an individual for the human race? Right. Right. 
So we get into things like, you know, um, human trafficking. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say cocaine and human trafficking. You know, like, the same cartels that sell cocaine are the same ones that do human trafficking, trafficking right? Yeah. So and they seem like they're doing all right. <laughs> so by nature, right? if you buy cocaine to party... You're supporting. So even though your your moral obligation to yourself is I'm going to do something that's probably not great for me, right. like cocaine, and I'm going to get high, even though it might I might become addicted, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm literally not judging anybody. It doesn't like I, I I I'm unaffected. You're doing something again to you and in, in living your life, you mm-hmm. know. But by doing that, you're also supporting uh, an industry outside of right. that, right? Kind of like if you were to eat McDonald's, you'd be supporting factory farming and things factory like farming that. and so government subsidies on beef, right. right? Like, there's no reason a double quarter pounder should be as cheap as no, it is. But it we're not going to get that's, into that. That's impossible. So, is would you could you say, or or how? Um, yeah, how do you feel? Okay, what do you could you say that any action that is neglectful to ourselves, like like you're, you were expressing before, uh, why do we just, you know, have the moral, do we have the moral obligation to ourselves? All those choices that we make that do af- hurt us, do you think there's, would be a way you could find, you could show that it is affecting other people? Is that yeah, that's the connection. Yeah, that's the connection I want to make. So it's like, by not trying our best mm-hmm. and not being our best selves, as a, as a whole, you know, we're not really helping ourselves as a society move forward Mm -hmm. you know and i think about like what is my responsibility to homeless people what's my responsibility towards like um marginalized individuals right like people of color or something right like um you know what what role do i play in this world and what is what is is your role what do you see how would you I don't know. You don't know. I, you know, I, I try to think of like uh, that. You know, from the the eightfold path, like lessen the suffering of yourself and others. Mm-hmm. So try to make life easy on you, and try to make life but easy on other people too. But you also can't ride two horses with one ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't um, simultaneously solve all of the world's problems. I think that is something that people become very consumed with, and mm-hmm. it depresses them a lot. Is because you have the ability to see. All these horrific horrors happening around you and you know like you see all the bums on your way to work and you see on the news all the starving children in Africa and stuff and it's like you can't help every single one of those people you can and and but I and and that's the thing unless and, and you shouldn't feel uh, a, like you should just do what you can inside your own life inside your own parameters uh, anytime you have an interaction or anytime maybe you have some money you can donate as long as you're donating it to donating it to somewhere like you know it's going to be used properly um, I think those are the kinds of things you can do but you shouldn't uh, hurt yourself worrying about it unless you know your path is to be like an activist like that's right that's what you're doing like I am an activist I'm doing this that's um, but a lot of people uh, um, not that you can't support activists as well. I'm just saying it's like you sh- Is that... Why are you worrying yourself so much about it if you know you're not going to go down and join the Peace Corps and start, like, doing that kind of stuff? Um, but I think there is something that we can do. Like, even as you... Like, there are... That's the... Like, there are... As, a, as like, ants, there, each of us have, like, this job or this path and because we, we don't just know it, we have to find out on our own. Uh, but there are people that are, that is their path is to, is to help the homeless. And then not for nothing, but if, if you feel that your path is to create art, that's not, that's, that's not a, a, a any, that's not worse than directly helping somebody. This is interesting. I think your, your creation of, of art is, is also less, lessening the suffering and, has the chance to inspire people to do uh, uh, many different things. Whether it's you could even inspire people with your music to towards a, a certain movement, yeah. you know. And and um, so I don't or or get out, yeah, or get out a certain message. So I also think that people, you, you can find the meaning of your life in any. I mean, I'm a, I work at a fucking logistics company, mm. and all I do is move freight. I'm just like, 
a, a piece of a very large machine that just like moves everything around. But I don't think it's like what I'm doing is um, necessarily the good for the world. Like to be honest, yeah, we, we have a fun, goofy podcast. This is my goodness to the world. Is like I'm I'm lightening the mood of these people who who might be in these positions, working and, and doing these different things, and maybe even inspiring them to do something not, not do something else but like just do anything i don't care what i inspire you to do if it's just um but it's if anything i can at least lighten the mood yeah can I lighten the mood a little bit you know what i it's something that i thought of while you were talking is there's this guy named uh israel cat yeah he, someone can write in grant can write in and tell me he probably knows him he began tell me i pronounce his name incorrectly but he's like the father of this type of ethics which really is like more it's philosophy right it's called deontological ethics Uh uh-huh and i like it because he basically said like the only thing that is good when you consider what is good or what is bad is something that can be good without qualification you know like doing a good deed so that you say you can say this is a really low-hanging fruit example but of course that's the way to understand yeah but the concept of like I'm going to give you something just so I can bring it up every time I see you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to give, I'm going to donate so that I can post on Facebook that I donated. Like, that's not good without qualification. Right. You know, or there are other examples of, um, I'm trying to think, but like you. Actually, in the, in the Jewish sort of culture, mm-hmm. uh, the highest form of charity is when the giver and the receiver uh, do not know who they are at all. So, like, if you left, like, a 20 on a picnic table Mm -hmm. and left and then a bum happened to come by and pick it up, like, that is being to where both the giver and the receiver never even know who they are. Yeah. It's the highest form of charity. I like it, man. I I do. Because it's, there's, yeah, it's it's literally for the big the sole purpose of charity and it can't be muddied in any way. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you're not doing a good deed because you know, like you're not, and I know this is like vulgar, but you're not complimenting a woman because you want to fuck her. Right. You're just like, man, that's a cool, that's a cool dress. Yeah. Or like, that's a cool tattoo. You know, whatever the case may be. I like your hair. I compliment dudes, you know, just man, like, because if you think something, you should say it for, mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. You know, for the, but, yeah. <laughs> but like you, you should spread that love and, keep the mids in, I might say, yeah, but you know, go. um, but yeah, spread that joy. And so anyways, like good without qualification. So like you said, doing a good deed without expecting something in return, complimenting someone, not because you want to fuck them or not helping someone because you know that like, Oh, it'll get me somewhere. Right. Like recently, you know, my friend Sean is a pretty successful dude in the music industry. And, uh, recently someone was talking to me and they literally said the words out loud, like, it's just cool to know I have an in in the with the industry. Right. I was like, what are you talking? Like to me, he's just Sean. He's my buddy Sean. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I hang out with him and we make music, but like I don't see him as a tool for my advancement. Like that is not from a right. deontological ethics perspective. That is not good without qualification. Yeah, you have a genuine have, relationship. Yeah, with that I don't person. have an ulterior motive. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like it's it's just interesting. So so I'm kind of at the end of that rant, but it's. It's interesting to think about, like, and it makes you think about, I, I wonder all the time, motivation, why? Yeah. I want X, or I do action X. What is my actual motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can operate on such a primal, autonomous, or not autonomous, automated level, right. like autopilot is, I guess, what I was looking for. And thinking on these primal biological like breed eat breed fight breed eat fight kind of mindsets and i say we but i guess it's me i think like, it's you know it's, I, it's a, I, I do this thing that i li- i call rejecting my nature i literally am trying to be a human and not an animal you mm-hmm. know and uh so when you think about deontological ethics it makes you consider your whys mm-hmm. you know and then that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with purpose yeah it's it is the the curse of the human uh, is having, is still being a part of nature, uh, still being essentially an animal with all the same parts and um, parts of the same brain and parts of it's, it's you know, people are, are animals with uh, the cognitive ability to realize that we should be better 
than those animal tendencies. And that's why... Um, and are we morally, are we morally obligated to do so? To, to, that's, yeah, it, it's are we? And, and it's, it's, the, it's a curse because uh, one person can easily, uh, uh, one person can easily, you know, ignore, or not ignore, but not, but ha- have a mastery over their um, animal-like tendencies or whatever, right? And, but as soon as you put anything between that person and uh, like a, a like another subject, it all comes back again. Like as soon as you put somebody in a car, they're they could be the nicest person in the world, but they're driving. Everyone's a fucking asshole. Yep. You piece of shit. Yeah. And and then it's it's that and also that that particular curse is the reason why there will never ever be a perfect state. There will never ever world peace. You mean? Yeah. There will never ever be a a um, a country or a society that functions properly. There will never be a government institution that works the way it should is because when the, the when the group comes together the thing that comes out is the animal instinct like um here's a i guess a, a, so let's you're familiar with the dunbar number um i don't think so actually i don't remember the guy's first name or whatever he was he's a, a psychologist something dunbar and he uh, has this I, this this number and it's about about 200 people that you can oh right personally know yep. yeah and it's it's basically you know like it's almost like we're made or we're built to be in these groups of like 200 people because in a group of 200 people it, you can have like a per, like a, a perfect socialist sort of environment because uh, when you give money to somebody, if, if you're loaning money to somebody, like I know I'm loaning it to Justin. Like I know Justin and I've known him for a long time. I know the kind of guy he is. Of course I'm gonna help him out. But if somebody who is completely nameless and you've never met them and, and now you're, you have to be morally obligated to give them your, it's, it, then your instincts come back. Like then your animal instincts come back. And now you don't wanna help that person. That's why these, it's hard. There will always be this, this, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's, 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 uh, yeah, that's why there's all these programs, like, because we're, we're, we can cognitively understand that those programs should be, they should be, this, this is how it should be. We all know we should be loving and caring, like, without a doubt. But it's, it's impossible. It's impossible on this, on a scale when the person just becomes a number. You, you feel a disconnect that, that, that's not a person anymore. It's just a number. And I, I can't feel obligated to help a number. So I think it's, and honestly, until humans change physically, until there's a, like a physical different change, like this is it. Like we're not, it's just going to be this perpetual cycle of, of build up and destroy. Um, until we have like a way to comprehend, you know, billions of people at once, you know, until we're able to, um, or, you know, who knows, maybe we become some kind of robots and then we'll be able to have that perfect sort Just of... Just let AI take over already. Just let it happen. Let them have it. Um, and that was, that's obviously, I, I almost feel a little bad about this entire segment, but at the same time I don't because this, this segment is, is... So much of what so many podcasts are is just the, you know, people, this is my favorite pastime, by the way. This Really? Yeah, this is right here, whether we're talking about something uh, intellectually stimulating or we're talking about something fun or funny, just gabbing in general is my 100% favorite fucking pastime. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like this was just kind of a little self-indulgent, and uh, I don't care that just about every podcast you turn on is a couple of people philosophizing and, and that kind of stuff but I mean it's I, I really enjoy the conversation and <clears throat> get a lot out of it I enjoy it too and also this is what keeps me up at night you know yeah thinking about this stuff plus you still get the news people alright yeah. you still get your laughs you still get your news Just like a sneeze, it was so quick, and yet, well, you blinked out of reality for 
minutes, days, maybe even years? We'll never know. That's just like this episode. You never know. Thanks for listening, guys. What did you learn? What did you learn? I learned that, you know, um, sometimes there's a lot of thought that goes into just about everything. (laughs) It's hard to do your best. How do you put yourself in a situation and say, I did everything that I could in this situation? Or do you, you know, we sometimes make make excuses and um, sort of lie to ourselves that we didn't do our very best in those situations. You know, that's the big thing. We're all just lying to ourselves, maybe, and that we're not trying our best and we're not doing our best. But I think sometimes that might be okay. Because sometimes you need a little break. Who knows? But here we are. It's another week. It's another Monday. At least if you listened, we cracked it on Monday. When you got to drinking it, I don't know. That's that's up to you. That's up to you, the listener. Guys, if you want to call into the show, you can call in and leave a voicemail. 706-200-1213. We love hearing your voicemails. Or you can write into the show. You can send us an email, a lengthy email, telling us how much you despise our airtime and, and that you wish uh, the, they would, the FCC would take us down forever. But they can't. And you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, that's that's where you can send that to. You can send all your complaints to roadsodamail at gmail.com. We read all complaints, folks, because we want to make sure we make everybody happy. That's right. If you have a complaint, we will wholeheartedly listen to that complaint and absolutely change 100% of everything you are asking for. That's our service to you. The listener. Also, do yourself a favor this week. Try going to bed fucking early. Just try it two nights in a row and see what a difference your life. I'm, you know, everyone's saying, ah, uh, you get six to eight hours to, of sleep. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Eight to ten. Eight to nine. That's what you need. Nine hours of sleep. You're fucking groovy. There you go. Also, thank you for listening. You're all groovy.